Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Thank you for joining the conversation on Colloquium. This episode is brought to you by Excelsior Capital, an investment platform focused on democratizing private equity by providing individuals access to direct opportunities. To learn more about the firm, please visit excelsiorgp.com and connect with Brian on LinkedIn. Well, hello and welcome to the Conversations on Colloquium. Today, I'm excited to have Sean Goheen of the Goheen Companies with me. Sean, how are you doing today? Great. I'm glad to hear that other than your your shrubs that you've recovered from you know, the winter storm down in Texas. So I'm glad that you could find some time to join us today. Maybe start us off with a little bit of background on yourself and, and how you got into the life insurance business originally. Okay. Right out of college, I took a lot of interviews and I went to Oppenheimer and, and Merrill Lynch and anyways, got, got an interview with New York life and ended up starting at New York life in 1990, got my feet wet, knew nothing about the insurance industry, really didn't even understand what life insurance meant at 21 years old. So I was hanging around a lot older people and trying to understand how to sell it. And anyways, long story short, I started working with accountants and CPAs in about 1996, contingency planning, move ahead to 2000. We started Goheen Companies where we are today. And we've grown into the high net worth space, working with advisors all over the countries and high net worth individuals. And I know there's a specific focus for you all on on premium finance life insurance. Could you maybe give us a breakdown of what exactly that means, what that is? So in the real estate space, which you'll be familiar with, of course. Most people buy a house, they mortgage it, they borrow money from a bank. We do the same thing. We have a specific clientele that we can implement premium finance life insurance, and that would help people understand. Well, they'll go out and get a 15-year note on a life insurance contract, probably the most simple way to explain premium finance life insurance. Essentially, you're instead of paying premiums of 100000 300000 to an insurance company, we are borrowing at rates at about 2%, 2.15, and allowing people to use that life insurance cash value to be the collateral for the bank. It's a great way to purchase life insurance at discounted dollars. And, and so I know it's a, a powerful tool, but still a niche industry. What are the type of clients that you serve and why do they typically kind of pursue this as, as a means to you know, solve for uh, cash flow? Clientele starts anywhere from 3 million net worth all the way up to, you know, we, we have billionaires. We have people that are 100 million, 50 million, 20 million. We'd like the individual to be making anywhere from 300,000 or more. 300,000 would be the very lowest end of the scale. But a lot of times people have negative balance sheets because the way they run their businesses cow farmers, ranchers, a lot of times we see that they make a lot of money, but they show negative losses on their balance sheets. But typically it's going to be somebody that's in the net worth area of 5 million to the numbers that I told you. Got it. And I know that oftentimes it's used as 
for estate planning in a, in a trust arrangement or in buy-sell agreements, where does it make sense to, to use this type of strategy and leverage that you know, bank financing option? So when, when we're looking, when we meet with the client, when we meet with the advisor, typically we're being either brought into the case by an outside advisor or we're, we have in-house clients also. But when we're going through the process of, of fact-finding, we're always going to ask to see what their taxes look like, what, what their structures are, and what their current life insurance looks like. And if we find that they need more insurance, they have old irrevocable life insurance trust, which now can be replaced with family limited liability partnerships and or life insurance limited partnerships. Um, those are new vehicles that a lot of people have not been shown in the past three or four years. So it's, it's, a, it's a great way to make people want to go back and review their eyelets and their trust work. And, and what is the, the current environment for this? Um, you said on the pre-call that you've been very busy. What makes the current kind of macroeconomics and interest rate environment so attractive to execute on some of these strategies? So we're at all-time lows with interest rates. We have loans that go as low as 1.9, 90-day LIBOR. We've got 2.15 for one-year lock-ins, then three, five, seven, and 10 are typically going to be like your normal banks are, range of 3.15 to three and a half. The, the three-year would be the lower part, the 10-year would be the three and a half. But those are lock-in rates that you can purchase, the, uh, borrow the money from the banks for the life insurance. Right. Makes sense. And so you're obviously very well known in the industry. Our network of high net worth individuals and family offices and, and boutique wealth management firms are familiar with this strategy. Mm-hmm. But what makes you different as a vendor versus other folks that are in the same space? Great question, because that comes up all the time with our advisors. First of all, our team is very up to speed on, on premium financing. And we have a medical director. We have a CFO that runs all the illustrations and, and designs. It's the fastest turnaround in our space. Once we get the information fact sheet on the client, you'll get something back from us the same day. We have 15 banks that we shop. We help clients understand the designs and and give them the options of different banks. Each bank is different and specifically different because they have different parameters for those loans. So it's very important annually to check your banks if you're in a one-year LIBOR, 90-day LIBOR uh, type loan because we have to negotiate the rates on an annual basis on that. So most of my uh, peers do not shop the banks annually. They just renegotiate at the current bank. So you have yeah. a, a deeper bench of relationships that you're constantly you know, staying in touch with and building those, those relationships. So when, when you need to, you can kind of shop to get the best deal for your clients. Right. And, and if an advisor would try to go get one of our loans at one of our banks, they're going to probably, if my rate, let's say my rates of 2.15, they'll get quoted 2.85. So we're going to be below the space anywhere between 30 to 80 basis points on, on almost all deals. And, and the top three got, uh, groups in our, in our space will also have that same type of arrangement. Yeah. I, I really like that answer because I know in the real estate space, quarter to quarter, you know, banks are, are very schizophrenic. They can be risk on, they can be risk off. They could have made a bunch of loans that you know nothing about that now the regulators are, you know, pushing them around a little bit. So I think you always need in my space, you know, three to five really tight relationships because quarter to quarter, there's no telling what exactly the appetite's going to be. 
So that makes one hundred percent. Well, I was going to sorry to interrupt, but I, no. I would tell you that something also that's interesting is a lot of guy, a lot of people go to a bank called WinTrust and the advisors go direct. The, the hard part for them is that they got to keep these manage these loans for fifteen years, seventeen years, and a lot of times they just leave these loans at one bank, and the lawsuits come about when you're not shopping the banks. You're not servicing these contracts because the clients get confused and don't think that you're giving them the best service. And, and this is a very intensive business after year one. So you've got to have a service team behind you. Getting to the payment schedules, you always need to pay interest. You can pay interest only, or you can pay over and above that interest. But you always have to have skin in the game in premium finance and an exit strategy. Got it. And when does it make sense from a timing perspective to get you involved in this process? Typically from the very beginning, because when you ask what makes us different, uh, a lot of times I'll go into a client. I may not even talk about life insurance. I'll go in and fact find with the advisor. And and when we leave the meeting, he'll say, wait, you didn't even talk about insurance. Insurance comes at some point in the, in the, in the conversation, maybe second, third meeting. But we really like to come in and take a whole snapshot of their whole picture with their partnerships and their arrangements and their and their trust, their investments, and see how they're titled before we start talking insurance. So I'm interested to hear kind of what's topical right now. But before we get into it, what are the the types of collateral that you typically see your your clients using uh, to structure these transactions? Perfect. We have we can use letters of credit. They have to be from specific banks that are certain sizes, the uh, cash, bonds. California, we can use uh, real estate uh, with a current appraisal. So almost any and all cash, of course, is wonderful to have. And other life insurance policies that are in force. And that happens to be a good one. A lot of people use their enforce illustration or enforce policies to use as collateral. Clearly a powerful... Uh, tool to have, and it, it can accomplish some pretty incredible things that I, I know from my own personal testimonials I've heard from my network. But what are some of the negatives that people should be aware of? There's quite a few negatives. So, A, you need to understand the interest rate environment that it can go up, it can go down. Will that bank still be in the space? A lot of banks right now are at capacity. So, what happens when they go to capacity and they say, hey, I can't get to your loan for three to six months? That's what's happening right now in our in our space, right? Is is a lot of people are unable to move those loans because the banks are so full of these other loans, they can't keep up with the current loans. And that's a that's a problem. So I would definitely tell you the the banking and the and the and the stress testing of the policies. Most importantly, we, we run all our contracts with five zeros. So if if we can get that policy to run and pay off that loan at some point between years 15 and 24 with five zeros, which has never happened in the, in the industry, but we still stress it that hard to make sure that it, it'll, it'll provide an exit strategy for the individuals. So a lot of people do not stress test them and they don't run them at zeros. They show you the, the beautiful parts of the contracts, but they don't show you the, the ugly parts. And typically in our designs, we're gonna show you the worst case scenario up front, the five zeros, and if the client still likes what he's what he hears or she hears, uh, we move forward on all the good things. Got it. And you know, recently this is we're recording this in, in mid March. 
you know, the tenure has, has ticked up recently and there's been a lot of talk about a rising rate environment, uh, reflation trades, et cetera. What do, what do rising rates mean for your business and these type of deals? The 90-day LIBORs and the one-year LIBORs, they're staying really steady. It's the, what you, exactly what you just said. Our 10 years and our three and five and seven-year notes, they've all jumped up, you know, probably almost near 50, 60 basis points in the last month. So that that's something that you need to be aware of and cognizant of for the next 10 years. I mean, if you're going to go one-year LIBORs, you just got to, you're going to roll with the punches on it, on the rates up and down. Yeah, so it's just a risk factor that you need to be aware of as you... 100%. Got it. And why does it ever make sense to overfund a high-value life insurance policy? So even if you're not financing it, it just helps that cash value grow a lot faster. But in the premium finance space, you're, you're taking that money and you're putting it, you're, you're taking that principal down a lot quicker. So instead of us paying the note off in 17 years, it may pay off in 15 years. And again, stress testing is probably the most important thing I say about premium finance. And, and typically when we see designs out there that don't have that stress test and or exit strategy, it, it's open to, you know, stick arrows and stick arrows through it. Got it. Mm-hmm. And I know that there's been a lot of activity over the last year within the estate planning world and with this Biden administration coming in. Um, I know my family as well has been doing a lot of work. What are you seeing that's really top of mind for your ultra high net worth individuals and families right now? So I'll tell you the hottest topic that we're working on right now is what we call MSOs. Uh, they're management service organizations. And you can have your LLCs, your C-Corps, and all your companies stay the same. But if you just put a box to the right of that, your, your corporation, your S-Corp, and just make a new box and just put it, the letters MSO into it, it'll allow you to take your income that t- being taxed at 40% currently and put it into the MSO and knock you down to about 21%. Now, there's some design work that you have to set up with the CPA, but we allow your CPA or we allow the advisor CPAs to participate in the calls with this, our CPA who designs them to teach their CPA how to do it. Now, if, they, if the CPA wants to come do it themselves, they can 100% learn from us and go, go on their own way. If a lot of times they want to see the structure for maybe one or two cases, so they get it down and then they, they leave. But a lot of, it's, it's, it's the hottest thing that we have in our portfolio right now of, of tax planning. Most people don't know about it. I would say 90% of the people we meet with from the highest net worth to you know, the lower, even the lower income people, it's a great way for you to put that money down and, and, and get it to a reduced tax level of 21%. With the new Biden administration coming in, uh, it's, it's being pro- uh, proposed to go to 28% and a tax rate in Texas is going to be over 50%. So if you use an MSO, instead of getting 21%, if Biden's tax law goes through, we'll be at 28%. But that's still a huge savings from 50% or 52%. And so obviously, I understand a little bit that the tax rate savings, but how does that tie into estate planning, life insurance, and all these other benefits? When you're taking your income from your other entity and knocking it down from 40 to 21%, we're using those dollars at the 21% level to now go purchase the life insurance. So if they save 200,000 on their income taxes that year, 
essentially we could take 50,000, 100,000 of that savings and use that to purchase the premium finance life insurance or the, just their life insurance. But we give the clients options on how to, we show them the designs of not financing and, what, and, the, and the designs of financing. So, so it's a great way to find funds for, it, for money. So MSOs, very hot, a lot of people talking about them. What are you advising clients to maybe stay away from given current market conditions or the current administration, et cetera? What, what have you kind of advised to people to be cautious about right now? I'm in my lane, right? A premium finance. And I would just always understand the, the good, the bad, and the ugly of them. Because there's a lot of them out there that are being sold incorrectly. And there's a lot of lawsuits that are going on in our space. We have a company called Premium Finance Rescue, which allows uh, attorneys, CPAs, and or clients, advisors to come in and, and let us take a look at the design and help them either fix it, get rid of it, or get a new one. So that's one of the things that no one has in our space either is, is a, a design group for really, you know, really bad premium finance cases. And I don't mean to age you, but you've been in the business a long time. Um, you, you know, kind of came up through the, the big bulge bracket, you know, uh, shops, and you've been doing your own thing for a while. What are just some of the, the lessons learned if, if people want to kind of get into this space as a client or maybe you want to learn about it more as a service provider that brings you into that conversation. What are your, your you know, pearls of wisdom that you, you'd give to folks? I went through the hard knocks immediately when I got in, when I started the premium finance business and, and that was started in 2014, but I hooked up with an advisor that had been in the business 44 years. And I, I learned very quickly how bad he designed illustrations. So that really helped push me forward to start building my team of, we have a team of, I think nine or 10 now, uh, where he was a one-man shop. He couldn't service the cases. He, his designs were terrible. He didn't have exit strategies, all that stuff. So I would say the, uh, for individuals that are looking to get in the space, you have to have the banking relationships. For clients that want to get into it, know the pitfalls of it. I would always say, just look at the negatives and understand that if you can get over the negative part of it, it's one of the best vehicles you can ever purchase life insurance uh, because you're using the bank's money at so such low rates and the rate of returns that you're that we show are going to be anywhere from five to six percent but we're really getting you know seven to nine percent but we're quoting at five or six so don't ask people to run it at eight or nine or ten percent run it at five or six and you should be able to hit those numbers pretty well because you're in the s p and or jp morgan mosaic funds there's, there's so many different opportunities you can invest in. Even some contracts allow you, if you're up 10% for the year, 12%, you can lock in that return right then and, and no more returns for the rest of the year, which is a great feature. Yeah, it's unfortunate. I, I truly believe after talking to, to folks like you and, and others in your space and people that have used this tool, life insurance in general is just a really misunderstood asset class, in my opinion. And it gets painted with a pretty broad brush, but there are some really powerful um, levers that you can pull here. Before we wind up, what are the milestones or fact patterns or things that when people are, are kind of gaining wealth or their company is growing, what are the things that they should recognize and say, this might be a time that I should, that I should call Sean or get his group involved because, because now I'm starting to deal with you know, some, some larger problems. What, what is that moment or time that you typically see where you can best serve your client? So on the business side of things, 
one of the hottest topics that I mean we deal with weekly is the key personal life insurance, the buy sell agreements uh, between partners. A lot of people don't even have buy sell agreements in place, so that's a key factor. I think also when you start having that growth in your company where you're starting to finally you know you've gone from three hundred thousand of income up to eight hundred to a million, and you're you have 100 employees. Now, what do I do? How do I deploy my money? They also start thinking, how do we take care of our employees? So there's a lot of things that you can start implementing once you get to that success level. I would say the, uh, uh, for, the, for the individual's estate, it's at $22 million now. I think Biden will come in anywhere between 5 and $8 million. Yeah, it's going to so be lower need, for sure. Oh, yeah. 100%. So you're going to have to be ready to probably look at life insurance again and reevaluate what you currently have in coverages. The titling of of the the contracts, I think, is something that we found a lot of mistakes in. Protection from divorce. I think the the life insurance limited partnerships are a brand new thing. That really gives you some flexibility from the old eyelets that are being used. So I would say those are the things that I would be looking for as, as, as a personal client or wealthy individual. Look at your trust and how they're structured currently and can you make it better stronger and protect your family for generations down the business side key person buy sell agreements deferred comp these type of conversations is is you want to make sure that you've got everybody at that kitchen table conversation that you need to make these big strategic decisions and groups like yourself definitely need to be included in my opinion from day one well sean thank you so much for the time and the opportunity if people are interested in reaching out and learning more about yourself and the firm and the services, what's the best way that they can get in touch with you? Uh, Sean at Goheen Companies. So it says S-H-A-W-N at Goheen Companies, G-O-H-E-E-N companies.com or Kim at Goheen Companies.com. We'll be open and willing to talk to them and introduce our firm to them. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Yeah. We'll provide content information in the show notes. And I'm always happy to facilitate introduction. And Kim, who you referenced, is how we got to know each other. And I'm a huge fan of hers. So hopefully hopefully, some folks can reach out, learn more about what you're doing. And um, you know, I think it's a, it's a fascinating space. And I'm going to do a little bit of homework on these uh, MSOs because I, I was completely unaware of them. So it's always fun to, to learn something a little bit different. So I'll send you a white paper. Okay. So any, any of your contacts that want to know more about the MSO, I'll send you a white paper along with a little diagram. And I think it'll explain it very easily, the diagram. And then if you want to get in the meat potatoes of it all, it'll uh, the white paper will really get you educated. If you like that, then we'll just set you up with an hour phone call or 30-minute call with the CPAs. I'm a simple guy, so pictures are always good for me. It's good. I'm words, the same way. That's why I did it. <laughs> words get complicated, but we'll include a link to the to the white paper when we push this out on the socials so that folks can take a spin through it. And I appreciate you providing that kind of resource. Well, Sean, thanks so much for finding the time, especially on a Friday, and I uh, look forward to staying in touch. Thank you so much. I greatly appreciate you. Absolutely. Take care. Okay. Take care. Thank you for joining the conversation on Colloquium. If you enjoyed what you heard in this episode, please like, rate, or leave us a review. And stay tuned for our next episode coming soon.